This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today, we answer some of your questions, but if you have any questions, send them in to us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Actually, we're answering one question. That's due to an interview that uh, Russ had with a, a gentleman named Brian Stokes, uh, who happens to be enrolled in the Forces to Flyers. I know we get some questions about this, about the Forces to Flyers program, but uh, Russ luckily grabbed a microphone and did the interview. You know, we've discussed in the past episode, I think it was 176, this new program by Elaine Chow, the U.S. Secretary of Transportation. Uh, through the Department of Transportation has been sponsoring this. And it's really grown, and it's some really cool stuff that they're doing. But before I bring Russ in, a couple of announcements. First of all, aviationcareerspodcast.com, the courses. Make sure you look online for some of the discounts for both our career coaching and different technical courses. We're finishing up, obviously, the, the technical interview course. That actually is available to those that do the coaching we already have a couple videos out there. That's going to be $75 for now. The introductory price goes up to $129. That's actually for access for a year to the technical interview course. It's uh, going to be a long, long course, and I think you'll like it. Uh, but don't forget the, uh, I'm not sure when this episode comes out, but I'm going to tell you the coupon code anyway, MLK for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. This may come out after that, but if you want more coupons, I'm having fun with the coupon codes, as you can tell. Go out to Facebook, Twitter, sign up for email list and you will actually be able to see some of those. But anyway, let's get to this episode. And and luckily, this was so cool. I have with me Russ Wisleski, who actually had the opportunity to meet up with one of our listeners while he's doing some training, while Russ is doing some training, and so is one of our listeners. Hey, Russ, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thanks, Carl. It's great to be here again. And yeah, it was really just uh, just very fortunate. I'm, I'm friends with Brian, and we've known each other a long time. And we happen to be both in the same state at the same time doing some training. And so I grabbed the microphone and said, hey, would you like to be on the show? And he said, absolutely. That's too cool. Well, uh, one of the things that I think is really cool is all these different programs, don't you, that are they're coming out with uh, to actually f- face this one challenge. Just a little bit of background. Some of you know that under the GI Bill, uh, there's been a change in that if you're going to go to a flight school to get your private pilot certificate, it has to be a 141. Also, those flight schools have to be approved for the program, obviously, but they also have to own their own airplanes. And that has limited the number of flight schools that have the availability to use the GI Bill for the private pilot certificate or enable you to use the GI Bill through their school, I should say. So with that challenge, it's been met. Elaine Chow over at the Department of Transportation, along with many Many other people have come up with a really cool program. Don't forget to listen to 176 episode also in the show notes, a really cool video about this. Uh, but uh, before we get to that interview and the introduction to this whole program, I know, Russ, you're doing, doing something kind of cool, which would be interesting to many of our listeners. So uh, before we talk about the Forces to Flyers, uh, you're actually getting a type rating. And, and also, some of our listeners don't know exactly why you would want to get a type rating. So maybe you could explain uh, what it is you're doing and why you would get a type rating. 
Oh, sure, Carl. So a, a type rating uh, is required for any aircraft that's either turbojet powered or weighs more than 12,500 pounds, maximum gross weight. So uh, any type of business jets or you know, the larger King Airs or any of those type of airplanes uh, require in order to you, for you to be pilot in command require what's called a type rating. Uh, I am looking to progress in my uh, aviation career and uh, start flying some uh you know, larger, uh, faster airplanes and had the opportunity, uh, come up and you know, pr- present itself to start flying some in the citation too. Um, also, uh, I have some remaining GI bill benefits uh, that I was able to use, uh, to partially offset the cost. And so I came down here to Texas and enrolled in a type rating course for the citation to, uh, business jet. And I've been in it. I'm in, I just started week two now. I passed all my uh, the ground courses uh, in the previous few days, and uh, now I'm working in the simulator. And it has been, it's been fascinating. It's been fun, and it's been exhausting. <laughs> and it's going to get even better. I think you mentioned that tomorrow is single engine day. Oh, that's right. That's what they tell us. We're going to be flying around all day on one engine, basically tomorrow. Probably shutting it down, starting it up, leaving it down. All kinds of different failure scenarios. I'm sure. Well, awesome. Maybe you could send us a picture of the Citation 2 or the simulator we could put up in the show notes. Yeah, That's I could cool. do that. No problem. Yeah, that, yeah, sure. I tell you, it's so cool moving on to a jet. Things actually, certain things get easier. Uh, certain things get a little bit tougher, a little more planning ahead, that type of thing. Uh, but jet engines, boy, they're so darn reliable, aren't they? Oh, they are. And and you mentioned some things are, are very very familiar to me. I mean, we spent a couple lessons doing you know, steep turns and stalls and these kind of things. And Really, it wasn't any different than doing stalls in a Cessna 172 or something like that. It was all the actions were identical. It, it, it amazed me. I figured it would be more complicated or something, but no. Airplane's an airplane, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's terrific. Well, Russ, why don't you introduce real quickly this interview, and then we'll uh, talk a little bit again afterwards with, uh, with Brian Stokes. All right, so Brian Stokes is, like I said, a friend of mine uh, for quite a few years now, and he's you'll you'll hear him talk, and he's he's very excited. He, he was a member of the Air Force and retired, and was just kind of you know looking for that next challenge, you know, second career, you know, kind of you know career change in his forties. So uh, I know we've got a lot of listeners that are in that age range, looking and thinking about what to do as maybe a second career or something. So uh, I think he's very inspirational for others towards that goal well let's uh let's go to the interview and listen to the interview uh with brian stokes and russ so uh producer let's uh, go ahead and roll that interview this is russ rosleski for aviation careers podcast and i am here with a very special guest interviewee tonight i'm down in texas where i'm here for a couple weeks of training and ran across an old friend of mine brian stokes now, Brian is participating in the Forces to Flyers program, which, Carl, I know you've talked about um, occasionally on, on Aviation Careers Podcast, but I actually have a participant in the program now. So I wanted to kind of spend a little time with Brian and pick his brain about this, uh, this flight training uh, initiative and program. So, uh, Brian, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Russ. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, it has been a long time since we've seen each other. We were trying to figure that out earlier over dinner and never really got a good answer as far as how long it's been. But but it's good, really good to see you again. So like I mentioned, this Forces to Flyers program is uh, a – 
is a flight training program is designed to take you from basically zero time up until your flight instructor certificate. Zero to hero, you'll hear it sometimes, right? Um, so I want to hear a little bit about that in a bit. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history and, and your career so far and what brought you to this point in your life where you're going through this program? Oh, absolutely, Russ. So I have served in the Air Force for 24 years and retired as a master sergeant. And my Air Force career was split um, kind of between communications and also between working in airmanship programs offered at the United States Air Force Academy. And while I was at the Air Force Academy, I worked primarily with the Air Force Academy parachute team as a skydiving instructor. And our focus was character development. And uh, I got to tell you, Russ, when, uh, when you tell someone to stand in the door of an airplane <laughs> and prepare to jump, it is a great opportunity for character development to take place. <laughs> so um, worked, uh, worked in that for, for eight years for the Air Force and also um, on the side put in 20 years as a skydiving instructor and uh, worked primarily in instruction and as a competition skydiver for over 20 years. Well, that's a very interesting and, and varied background, certainly. Um, so you retired from the Air Force, and about how long ago was that? That was five years ago. Five years. So what have you been doing in the interim? Well, for those five years, um, you know, I took some time to kind of enjoy myself, to get out there, to travel the world, uh, do a little bit of photography, um, do some more unique forms of skydiving in different places, and uh, just take some time to kind of um, relax a little bit after a demanding career and decide what's next. Well, that's a very good segue. You, you set me up very well for this. So, so what is next? Flight training. You're, you're involved in this Forces of Flyers program. But why flight training? Why now? Why in your career? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so, so going back to skydiving just for a moment, you know, being around skydiving, you're, you're around general aviation. You're around pilots. Um, you're around a lot of fun things. And and it always felt like a natural progression, something that I wanted to work towards. And a lot of people feel that, uh, you know, skydiving might be falling out of an airplane, but it's actually so much more. It's actually learning how to fly your body relative to others. And after so many years of doing it, I just kind of felt like learning to fly an airplane was the next natural progression and the next step that I wanted to take. And the next step is uh, leading to where? Yeah, the next step is is leading to a career as a professional pilot. Um, this is something that that I've been giving a lot of thought to for several years, and uh, it's something that I feel is a calling and something that I absolutely want to do. Well, I think now is, of course, the, the great time to be pursuing this type of career. Of course, we hear all about the pilot shortages. The airlines are hiring in record numbers, and it's just your, your timing is great. <laughs> so I, I certainly applaud you for that. Um, but before we go on, I think it's important to note that uh, you spent 20 years in the Air Force and then five years retired. So you're not 22 anymore, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually 48 years old. Well, that's certainly uh, older than a lot of people who are starting out their aviation careers. I know on Aviation Careers Podcast, we get questions all the time from people who are you know, 30 years old wondering if it's too late to start, 40, 50, you know, 60 years old. Is it too late for me to start an aviation career? And you at 48 have decided that, no, it's not too late. And I think uh, I know that Carl and, and I definitely agree that it's, it's not too late. So you're definitely an inspiration to, to people in that regard, certainly. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this Forces to Flyers program and how you found out about it and, and what is it? 
Yeah, absolutely, Russ. So the, the Forces to Flyers program is a three-year research project that's led by the U.S. Department of Transportation in conjunction with the Volpe National Transportation Center. And this research initiative is studying pathways for pilots entering the workforce, and they're trying to identify barriers to pilot training and employment. It's a demonstration initiative that provides flight training to veterans that have no previous pilot experience and they're interested in becoming airline pilots. So so how did you find out about this program? I mean, you know, I I've heard about it a little, but you know, I'm pretty closely tied in with a lot of these types of programs. Um how has it been advertised? You know, what led you down this road? Yeah, I first heard about the program actually here on Aviation Career Podcast. Great. Yeah, and uh, and but what's interesting is I, I heard about the program and then things sort of started to unfold quickly when the program was officially announced and implemented. So I found out in late May that they were accepting applications and the the period for accepting applications was a very short window. It was only about 10 days. And uh, I found that uh, that just was not enough time to make a decision if this is the path that I wanted to take. And it wasn't enough time to get the package together. So I actually passed on the round one of applications and chose to wait a few months for round two. So tell us, you know, this is a very competitive program. Um, do you have any idea of numbers or anything about how many applications were received and how many were selected? Yeah, I don't, I don't have exact numbers on how many applications were received, but I have caught wind that it was in the high hundreds of applications that they received. And uh, for this program, at least at the school that I'm at, they accepted four people for the first round of training. And in the round I'm in, they've accepted seven folks. Well, that certainly seems very, very competitive. And uh, what kind of things were they looking for? What was this application like? What, what information were they seeking? Yeah, so the application process um, seems relatively straightforward in the fact that you needed to provide a resume, uh, letters of recommendation from a previous commander in the military, and uh, just answer a few basic questions like, hey, why do I want to become a professional pilot, and what goal aspirations do I have? And, uh, you know, I took it a little bit step further. I wanted to understand more about the program, so I spent quite a bit of time researching uh, the program itself to see what it is they're looking for and what they're trying to produce. And then I also took the time to travel to two of the schools that are participating in the Forces to Flyers program to talk to them personally and find out more about what they're looking for in their applicants. Well, I think that could only have helped <laughs> the the in person uh, you know, showing up and talking with them. You know, we talk a lot about that on Aviation Careers Podcast is about networking <laughs> and and knowing the people that you're talking to because people hire people and people award scholarships to people, right? Not nameless, you know, faces or papers. So, so that's certainly a, an excellent recommendation, a good thing you did, and I would certainly encourage any of our listeners who are applying for anything to. Don't just treat it as a you submit something online. If you can, by any means, travel and talk with the people who might be making that determination, it's always a good move. So uh, definitely <laughs> helped you out on that, that, I think. Anything else that you think in your application or your resume that made you stand out? You got to step back from yourself maybe for a minute here. But, uh, but anything you think really helped your package? Yeah, absolutely. I think, as in most things with life, um, you cannot get to where you're going without the support of others. And I was fortunate enough to receive uh, some pretty incredible letters of recommendation from supervisors, leaders, and mentors that I had the opportunity to work for in the past. And without their support back then and now, I would not be able to to, to be where I'm at today. Well, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, so you are 
attending a, well, let's just say a flight school here in Texas. And so why don't you go in and tell us a little bit about what has the training been like so far? I know you've only been there for about what, five weeks now. Is that right? That's correct. I've only been there about five weeks and, and the training so far has been, been absolutely fantastic. We, we started out with a couple of days of orientation, uh, to kind of understand how things work at the school, both in terms of the ground school, as well as the operational side of things. And then after that, we just dived right into a full-time ground school for, for private pilot. And uh, it's, it's you know, been a fantastic experience. Our instructors have been very knowledgeable, and the program has prepared us well so far. And then starting at the end of week two, we actually started our flying training, and that has been an amazing experience, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, I bet. How much would you say that your previous aviation experience, whether through parachuting or some other thing, has helped you with the training you're going through now? I think it's helped me uh, quite a bit because, you know, I can take the experience I've had in, in skydiving and I can relate to things like, you know, ground speed, drift, patterns, and also basic aerodynamics. And, and all that stuff has really helped prepare me to where I'm at today. And I feel like it's, it's given me a nice start for my aviation career. I think so, too. So another question I had here is, well, we talked a little bit about it a few minutes ago. You're 48, right? Um you're not you're not 22 learning how to fly or learning really anything you know on here on the podcast we talked to a lot of uh, people who are making that you know kind of midlife career change and there are a lot of people who are a little bit concerned about that am i going to be able to learn new skills you know am i am i too old to learn something you know and we get that question at, at any age really but so being 48 and knowing that you're not you know in your 20s anymore what has it been like uh, learning have you noticed anything you know about yourself is it you know harder to learn things or or what anything you can tell me about that yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the process so far has been wonderful, and I don't feel that that age has been a a discriminating factor towards my learning. Um, I feel like I've had no issues there. I have this philosophy in life, Russ, that that you need to be learning and growing um, throughout your entire life, and that doesn't matter whether you're you're 21 years old or whether you're 55. It's never too late to take a step to start improving yourself, to start working towards a new goal, and to start learning something new. I certainly couldn't agree more with that statement. Thank you. Uh, so how long is this program start to finish? I mean, we said you've been here for about five weeks. Yeah, the entire program is designed to last for approximately one year. Um, they say it can be completed as fast as, as, say, nine months, but could take as long as 15 months. A lot depends on factors, as you're aware of, like weather and mm -hmm. you know aircraft availability, but typically about one year. So that's one year now you don't live here, right? So that means you're away from home. That is correct. I'm, I'm actually uh, out in Southern California now. Uh, my wife and I are out there um, at Edwards Air Force Base. And, and you know, it, it's one of those things where we decided that, you know what, this is a, a sacrifice to be away from the family for an entire year. Um, but the rewards are worth it. You know, you got to look at what are your goals, what are your objectives, and sometimes you need to make small sacrifices along the way to make that happen. Well, you, and you kind of touched on that before where you said that round one, you had, you know, something like 10 days where you would, were going to have to make up your mind and apply and everything. You said, look, that's just not enough time. Uh, so you and your wife had to put a lot of thought and, and talk into this, I'm sure. Absolutely. And, and I'm so fortunate that, that my wife is incredibly supportive. Uh, she's actually a pilot herself. And so she understands the, the aspirations and the goals that I have. And she supports me 100%. Of course, anybody out there with a spouse knows that you know, you can't succeed without the support of the other. Certainly, and I know you'd agree with that. So, um, about how long did you did you 
uh, discuss this or debate this or whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. We, I tell you what, that's one thing we joked about. This was the topic of our dinner conversation probably for two to three months straight. And, and uh, But it was a chance for us to kind of take the time and think it through carefully and not just make a decision over the course of a few days, but actually take the time to make sure that, A, this is the right thing for, for my goal and my aspirations, and B, that she was okay with it and willing to support that. I think so, too. I remember when you first mentioned to me that you were thinking about applying to this Forces of Flyers program, and I thought, man, I, I've known you for a while, and I, I just you, you're always needing to do something. You know, you're that type that is always looking for the next thing. I mean, I know you you've trained for marathons, I think. Uh, you're a skydiving instructor. You took an interest in photography. Take some beautiful pictures, by the way, that I've seen. Um, so it's it's almost like. What, Brian, were you getting bored? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I, I think life is about continual growth. I think that the more we're learning, the more we're living. And I think that we need to take steps every day to improve ourselves and and to pick a new goal and a new aspiration and then figure out how am I going to work towards that? How am I going to make that happen? And so, um, yeah, that's, that's just kind of my philosophy on life. I think it's a good philosophy, certainly. So after you finish this Forces to Flyer program and and go on in your aviation career, where do you see yourself, say, in five years or so? Absolutely, Russ. In five years, my goal is to be at the regionals, getting ready, hopefully, to go on to a major or legacy airline carrier. I think that's achievable, certainly now <laughs> in, in the market today. Um, well, it's been really inspiring talking with you, Brian. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about anybody you know in sim a similar situation to yours? You know, making that you know second career, the career change, uh, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely, Russ. My my advice to people is it's never too late. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. You just need to figure out what it is that you want to do, and then figure out how am I going to get there. And you can absolutely make it happen. It's not always going to be easy. And sometimes it takes sacrifices. But steps today will get you where you want to be tomorrow. I agree. And I certainly hope that uh, maybe in a year, <laughs> when you're done with Forces of Flyer, we can have you back on the podcast and let us know how it's going. I would love to, Russ. I would love to share my experiences. And I would love to speak to you again. All right. Well, thank you very much, Brian. It's been a pleasure. Uh, this is Russ Rosleski for Aviation Careers Podcast. Well, Russ, that was a really cool interview. Gosh, I, I learned so much. It was really inspirational to hear from Brian. Uh, you know, a huge thing I got out of it, you know, one thing that shocked me is when he said that he was 48 years old. So uh, when people say, am I too old to fly? I mean, here's a great example of it, isn't it? Well, I know you get that question a lot, and I listen, you know, and hear the the listener mail that comes in, and people are asking if they're too old, and you know, sometimes they're they're thirty, which of course you and I think, well, how do you talk too old, <laughs> you know? But but um, but it's it's a valid question at all ages, and you know, here here he is at forty eight and moving on and forward, and he's got his goals set and his mind made up, and he's progressing, and that's great to hear. Well, if people want to know more about this program, obviously they can go to the website. We'll have links in the show notes. Uh, but if you go to the Department of Transportation, Forces to Flyers, actually, if you go Forces to Flyers and you just do it in Google, it'll come up with this. Uh, there's a really cool video I thought that was inspirational about the actual announcement of the Forces to Flyers program. And it's growing 
and I'm really excited about that. I can't can't wait to see more out there. I know some of our listeners have been you know chomping at the bit to hear more about this program. I wish I could say it's offered all over the United States and in many different places, and I think it's going to spread like wildfire. That's for sure. Uh, but anyway, Russ, this was this was really cool that you did this. Uh, and if you're somebody who's in the program and you want to actually be on this show, don't forget to check out the show notes or write us a feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast if you want to talk a little bit about your experience forces the flyers or you want to be on the show so russ i really appreciate that and i, I can't wait to to hear about uh doing your type rating i was what hey maybe uh you could possibly come on again and talk about the type rating once you're done i think that'd be great we'd have a real fun time and yeah to kind of close up on brian you know we had a great conversation you know a lot of fun talking about his career and where it's going, you know, both you know, on the interview and then before and after just, you know, giving some my viewpoints and, and other people's viewpoints. And I mean, he's so excited. It, it's really neat to, it's really neat to see someone, you know, start out that new career. And so wish him, wish him certainly the best of luck and uh, hope he does well. Yeah, we all do. And we're, we're going to be watching and Brian, please write into us and let us know what's happened uh, moving forward with that program. And we'd love to hear from you and also some advice you have. Well, again, thanks so much again, Russ. That was terrific. And I can't wait to have you back on to talk a little bit about uh, doing the, uh, the typewriting there. It's going to be really, really cool. Sure is, and I can't wait to come back on. Thanks. Well, if you're listening right now and you've been inspired by what Brian has to say and also maybe what Russ has to say and want to hear the the future interview, don't forget to stay tuned. We're going to have more of this out there. You can also contact us, feedback at aviationcurrispodcast.com. If you want to try to get in touch with some of our previous hosts, co-hosts, we'll actually send them an email and uh, and they'll reach out to you. The In the show notes here, there's a lot of different links. If you're listening to this online, you can click on those and go over to those different websites to find out more about this program and some others and listen to the other episode we had on the Forces to Flyers program. Well, I think it's really important that this person, actually Brian, did take that one step forward and his career, just like I'd like you to do right now after listening to this episode, whether it's researching this, the Forces the Flyers, or any other programs that you may have heard of on the internet, or maybe it's just something that you need to do to study for something that's going to further your career or a rating or have a greater knowledge in what you're doing. But what I want you to do is take just one step today to move forward in your career. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler, all rights reserved.